Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, welcome to Smash Factor. My name's Andy Fish, PGA Pro, and I'm glad that you're joining me to listen to a little golf talk. Uh, over time, I'd like this show to be interactive. We'll get some uh, emails, call in. You can ask me anything that you want about golf, and I'll try to answer it. Otherwise, the guests I have on, hopefully, will give you a couple tips to uh, help your golf game and get out on the course and enjoying yourself. This week, uh, I have Kevin Cramp, head professional at Hidden Glen Golf Club, PGA member and uh, teacher, very good teacher. Uh, I've watched him for a long time, learned a lot from him. So today we're going to have him on and we're going to talk about how to get back into golf, how to start golf and how to enjoy doing it. Those aren't always the things that go together. So uh, we're going to try to help you get on the golf course and have a great time. Uh, so just sit back and uh, enjoy my interview with Kevin Cramp. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the show today. I was uh, glad to have you on. Uh, so how are things going out there at Hidden Glen? Boy, uh, it is, uh, it's been a busy year, to say the least. Uh, everything is going pretty well. Thank you for asking. Uh, glad to be on. Uh, it's always good sitting down and talking with you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, definitely a busy year. Uh, weather's cooperated for the most part, and uh, golf is definitely uh, still on the uptick, that is for sure. How about it? I mean, this is second year of just craziness, isn't it? It is. For It, it definitely is. I mean, uh, there's such a big difference. Um, you know, last year obviously was a unique year, and uh, but things have kind of stayed the same, if not uh, even improved over last year. Um, and, you know, you look at uh, just our rounds of golf and our membership numbers in comparison to 2018-19 it's it's uh, quite a drastic change so it's, it's really cool it's really cool to see really cool to see yeah and, and so many people and this is kind of why i wanted to talk to you a little bit today on the show was there's a lot of new people a lot of new people uh piling in and all different levels but uh 
I, I just kind of wanted to get your uh, opinion on a couple things. Uh, so what would you do? What? Let's just start with the adult golfer, right? So the sure. person that's uh, either taken about 20 years away from the game or they've thought about just picking up the game because it looks really easy. Uh, what are some uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are some things that you would uh, tell the uh, average adult player coming back to the game? Where where do you start first of all? I think that's a that's a great question, and honestly, we're seeing that as our one of our new types of members that's coming into the club. Um, we've got some people that have either taken a little hiatus from the game, maybe they had kids, and now their kids are older again, and they want to get back into it. Or, you know, some, some couples that are new to the area that, hey, we want to start taking this up. We played it last year and, and just want to find a place to call home and do that. And, so and actually play I, together, right? Yeah, and actually play <laughs> together. Yeah, it play together without getting into a fight. So far, I mean, that's, sometimes that's my job. That's the first step. Counselor during a lesson, right? <laughs> um, but, but no, in all seriousness, um, I kind of tackle it a little bit different with each one. Uh, you know, that one, that player that is returning to the game, has probably some type of swing and some type of game from the past. And, you know, I'll start with them a little bit differently. They hopefully will have equipment. And if they have equipment, what I'll look to do is, you know, get them on the lesson tee in a one-on-one setting and, and trying to see, try to see what they have that are strengths, some weaknesses, some things that can get them back in the game to make it fun. And that's one of the biggest things I try to stress is, is it's a game and we have to keep it that way. And to make it fun when you're out there. So we want to, you know, take your strengths, make sure you keep working on those, and then gradually also try to improve those weaknesses. And most of the time, uh, you can do that with a little equipment change if someone's not afraid to invest a little bit of money in their game because they're playing with 20-year-old equipment or 15-year-old equipment. So there's a really good – let's just look at that really quick. So you could – I mean, if you just wanted to go sky's the limit, you could drop four grand on a set of clubs. I mean, I guess that's super top end. Uh, We'll name – won't name name well PXG. Right. So if yeah, you yeah. <laughs> if you went all in, you Probably could spend about five, yeah, you could spend some dough, but yeah, you, sure. you don't need that to start off. And yeah. I would even say, um, tell me if you agree with this. I, I don't even know if you need fourteen clubs. Fourteen clubs is the rule, and I think uh, a lot of companies like to say fourteen clubs because they get to sell that many. But I mean, right. what what would you tell somebody just getting back into it? First of all, it's a heavy bag right away, right out of the gate, right. Right out of the gate, it's a heavy bag. So it's really, it's funny you bring it up that way because I kind of go through and do a bag analysis right away from the first time I see them. Mm-hmm. Get some data from using a launch monitor. And then from there, you're like, okay, hey, you know, past this five iron, you're not hitting your old four and three iron any further than you're hitting your five iron. In no, the they're all going 160. <laughs> they're all going 160. And boy, that's the number. I just had someone on the monitor today, so you got that right on the head. And so basically, those two clubs, they're gone. If you'd like to replace them, we can replace them with one hybrid or maybe a fairway wood, like a seven wood or a five wood. Yeah. So right away, you're kind of taking some stuff out. And, and at that point, even if they're looking to get a new set, you just save them two sets or two irons that they weren't using right. and probably are going to be able to get them more into a scoring club, which would be, you know, a gap wedge, an approach wedge, whichever company you choose uh, to go with, they'll have a different name for it. But basically that, that's that club that fits between the pitching wedge and sand wedge. Right. And with that in mind, now they've got a scoring club rather than a club that 
what do I use? What do you use your foreign for, sir? Why well, I use that to punch <laughs> out of the trees. Well, you really don't have to worry about that here. You don't don't need a hidden glove. <laughs> okay, you could so skip it on the water. I think. Get, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to get rid of that foreign, and we're going to get you something that you can score with. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I will say that I would do that more with juniors. Uh, slower swinging males and slower swinging females. There'll be maybe four irons, uh, a fairway wood or two, and a driver, and that is it. Right, and uh, let's isolate on that. A, a driver, a, sa- a good sand wedge, and a putter probably are the three clubs. If you're going to drop a few extra dollars, probably focus there. Yes, correct. You, you know, you're using the putter the most. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, hopefully not 36 times. Um, hope, hopefully maybe, maybe 36 times only <laughs> in 18 holes, but you know, you're, you're going to use it the most you're using it on every hole. Uh, the driver, obviously there's such a change in technology mm-hmm. over things, uh, five years ago, um, 10 years ago, for sure. 20 years ago, my God, it's a huge difference where there's, um, there's incrementally large gains in distance and not only that, but forgiveness and accuracy, right. which it makes it something you need to put in the bag to make the game more fun. And so, sure. Yeah, the psychology of it, right? When's the last time somebody came in and hit their driver all over the park and terrible, even though they had a good round and they felt good about it? Right, exactly right. You got yeah, no, it, it, you got to hit without that, a doubt, the larger the head, Yes, if, if someone's got a little equipment, that larger head uh, would be more forgiving right away, a little intimidating at first, but as soon as they pick it up, usually the comment is, I can't believe how light this is. You know, and it's it's right away they're going to swing it faster, yeah. uh, just naturally. And if they can create some speed and it's very forgiving, no matter what brand you choose, you're going to see some huge differences with total distance and hopefully accuracy, which now makes the game more fun right away without even doing too much. All right. So now we filled up the bag, we emptied out their pockets, um, and we're we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to go and play some golf, right? So yeah. everybody's... Uh, where do you go next? I mean, is it, I mean, if, so let's say you're just getting back into it. You don't really, I guess there's two, two divisions, at least what I'm seeing. Um, I'm seeing people that are just like gung ho, let's get into it. Let's just start hitting balls and I'm good with it. And then there's people that are nervous. They're worried. They think everybody's going to laugh at them. They can't keep up. So you got two, two kind of camps there, don't you? Yes, for sure. And I think you, you know this too, that most golfers, unless you're a slow player, they don't come in and say how bad someone was. They'll say how slow someone was, but most golfers don't say that because all golfers are usually consumed with themselves and what they're doing. And and we've all been bitten. We've, I mean, I I think it was last week, uh, you know, I didn't stretch stretch out quite enough, went to the first tee and cold topped the ball. I've been playing for a while, (laughs) you know. It, it happens. I'm not going to make fun I think of Roy anybody. McElroy hit a ground ball onto the green the other last couple of weeks ago in a tournament. Yeah, it was one of those guys. Um, it ha- it happens. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is making sure you're comfortable with who you're playing with. You know, sometimes if you go out there, uh, we'll get a new member and try to get them introduced with some people right away, especially if they're kind of at that 15 to 20 handicapper. We're not going to put them with the scratch player that hits it a long ways. Uh, we're going to find a group that's going to be pretty similar to them that, um, you know, they can introduce them to other friends. And then all of a sudden now they're in a group and they feel comfortable being out here. Right. You know, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. It's, it's, it's a combination of that, that new golfer or returning golfer willing to take a chance and, and play with someone different 
um, but also too having the ability to be able to be comfortable in their own skin to, to go give it a shot. Right. I also, the, the one question I always ask a lot of the beginner, well, actually every golfer that comes through the door, why, why are you doing this? Right. Why, yes, why are we exactly. even on this golf course? And, uh, exactly. you know, you get all the, you get all the answers like, Oh, I love, uh, the, uh, the, how hard I have to work, I want to do, you know, all that junk, which, which isn't true. And then they t- start to tell you the truth, which is, I like to hang out with my friends. I like yep. four hours away from the office. I like, yep. I like to have, go have a couple of drinks with my pals, right? So yep. this is, I don't know, just in my book, that's the energy that's going to get you back. Because you got to practice this game, right? Yeah, you do. It, it's very, very difficult to <clears throat> just get up and play at the level you think you should be playing. And I think that goes <laughs> which is into, a whole other, <laughs> yeah, which is a whole, I was going to say that's a whole other topic. That could be an hour. We'll go, we'll get uh, to that next. We'll touch on that yeah, a little bit. That's fine. That sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, I think, I think expectations are different and I think yeah. that that's part of it is why are you here? What do you want to get out of this? And if you're just for fun, great. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what? It's fun uh, outside, enjoying weather, enjoy some beautiful scenery um, and playing some golf. Cause it, it, it's not, if you take it too seriously, it's not always fun. It's not, it's, no. it's a hard game. Yeah. Uh, it's an enjoyable and rewarding game, but it's a hard game. You got to put work into it. I agree. Yeah. So if you have three friends that you like to hang out with and you want to keep that bubble fine, whatever, it's, it's probably better to venture out a little bit, but if you like yeah. those three friends, you like talking and you want to go have a wine, that's what you think golf is, right? And and that Perfect. is for you. That's great. Why not? Why not uh, plan one more day where you uh, have a well, maybe not another wine, but go ahead. Why not? Yeah, um, go. <laughs> have another wine and yeah. thirty minutes, and go practice with those same exactly. three friends. And now you yeah. now now your practice isn't this miserable ball beating, rock beating situation out at the range where you're wondering if people are watching you and listening to you and nobody's watching you. First of all, uh, no, that, 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 that's, that's the that. clue. No one is. They don't, they don't, they don't, they really literally don't care. No, they're they worried want, if you're watching them. Practice. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. They're trying to get the ball airborne themselves. You know? yeah. So, you know, with, with that in mind, um, our, our little three hole group with the ladies we've done on Tuesday nights, we got the group out here again. I, the first thing I do when I get them here is I try to get them familiar and comfortable being around at a club for the first time or just familiar with the whole surroundings. And, and I say, I, I encourage them, hey, if you want to go get a drink, go get a drink. You yeah. can relax. This yeah. is supposed to be fun. We're going to make this fun tonight for this hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. We're together. We're going to make it fun. And that kind of resonates with the group and, and they relax right away. And they start to realize that all these other people in the group have the same problems, same questions. They just might do things differently than they do, you know, but it's, it's, it's all the same. It's all very similar. So I think that's a great, that's a fantastic point right there. Now I've taken group lessons. Now do I go to an individual lesson? I mean, what does that do for me? Right. Right. I think, um, you know, I, I, I encourage, and it depends on the person. Um, it seems like I've got, we've done a very good job here of getting a group of ladies in a beginner class in a group setting, very comfortable and meeting new people. So they will then go out with them on the three hole golf course, go out with them on the golf course, or even just go, Hey, go have dinner and have a drink together and get the, the spouses together, or maybe play in a couple's event. But that all starts 
you know, with having the right attitude and being willing to learn and being willing to try something different. And at that point, they realize, hey, like you said, um, everyone's worried about what they look like. Everyone's worried about how they right. swing. But when you're doing it, you're not watching anyone else, but you're, you're just taking care of yourself. Right. And I you think, and that, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, that's then after that, then we kind of move them on into individual stuff. You know, they'll say, okay, hey, this was good. Because, you know, in that hour lesson before we go on the golf course for a half hour, in that hour lesson, you might get around to them a couple times so you can just touch on some things and they like what they hear and they want to learn more. And that's when I usually do that separately and have an individual lesson from it. Yeah, I, li- I, I like to look at it. Um, so if, if you're going to spend uh, three hours at the range by yourself trying to figure something out, and this probably goes for all golfers, if you're going to spend three hours, maybe four hours trying to figure something out, how much is that time worth to you? I mean, I don't know what you might do right. for a living. Try to figure out what a number is. I heard a really good explanation for this one time. What would you drive two hours to go get? Would you drive two hours to go get 20 bucks? Or Very would true. You, would, if you drove two hours, would you drive to get 100 bucks? Yeah. And that's everybody, their own decision. So let's right. say let's say that number is $200. You drive two hours to get $200. Well, then then, right. then your time's worth about 100 bucks, right? Right. You, exactly right. You, you spend four hours at the range. That's 400 bucks. Why not get a $100 lesson? Yep. And save that time. You might save 10 hours. No, get to it, the point. It, I think assist ROI. it is. I think it's very, 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 very cool when you can see someone that takes a lesson and they invest in it. And you know that as an instructor, you want that person to get better. It doesn't do right. you any good if, if after a couple <laughs> lessons they're getting worse. Um, we want them to all get better and we want them to improve because if they improve, they're probably telling someone else. And all of a sudden, through word of mouth, you've got three, four more clients, and this person's extremely happy, and they're playing more golf. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's a huge, huge part of this whole thing. Yeah, I think a good mixture group, uh, individual lessons. That's I, I, a lot of guys uh, out there don't take a lot of group lessons. I think they should uh, get, grab three totally buddies. Should. Yeah, grab three buddies and go do a chipping lesson together. Share the yeah. lesson and and make fun of each other. It's great. Whatever yeah, you want to no, do. I had, I had my I had my first group lesson with uh some of the guys here oh probably about a month ago and just a, a very very small they asked if they could do the lesson split the, the time together i'm like oh for sure they're like well we golf with each other might as well help each other i'm like perfect that worked out great and they both learned and they both had that awestruck surprised look on their face when they hit it solid on the club face <laughs> and how, how it's supposed to feel yeah you know but that's 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 one of the cool things and whether it's a husband wife whether it's two buddies uh, father, daughter, father, son, mother, daughter, mother, son. It, whole family it, it, group, right? Whole family group lesson. Yeah. Just yeah. go out, go together, listen, learn so you can help. I mean, um, and maybe remember a couple simple things like where they're lined up, yep. you know, where their grip is. They're not looking for exactly where the club face is at what part of the swing. They just give them some basic things to kind of look at and, and uh, they'll learn from that a lot. Right. Yeah. And then. Yeah, they get to spend more time as a family. Maybe that's the fun time that they're looking for. So it all goes together again, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So that, that yeah, now, cool. yeah, now we talked about expectations. And like you said, we could talk for an hour and, and bore people quite a bit. Or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> this is an interesting topic to come back to. But yeah, expectations. That um, I know that this is the most difficult thing for me as an instructor. 
Um, over the years, it's definitely become a little bit easier, but it's really hard to bridge that gap between what the person expects out of their golf game after a certain amount of practice and what you know that they could possibly get. <laughs> yes, correct. So, I, I, you couldn't have said any better. So how do you temper expectations? I mean, I know everybody wants to just magically get, I just wish I could have a chart that says, okay, here's water skiing. Here's a chart. It's hard here at the beginning. Once you get it, you're pretty good. And to get really expert, you have a chart, right? Now, I'm not making fun of any water skiers, but I'm going to say that golf might be a little bit more difficult uh, to become an expert at. How's that? I don't know. I don't know if that's I, you true. Know, I would agree. Well, let's, I, would agree. Let's, I, can't, <laughs> I can't get up on skis, though, so I'm thinking right now water skis. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, well, let's, say, let's put it this way. The graphs will look different. Right. So there might be golf has this front end that is so difficult. Yes. You have this little golf ball in a very small space on a golf club. The the just to hit it in the center, just to hit the ground in the same place every time is difficult. So let's just say the front end's a little bit more difficult. How do we how do you temper those expectations? How do you how do you tell the student that? Um, yes, that's a great shot. How many times have you had this that you say that was nice? And they're like, that was terrible. The ball just went squirting off to the right. And you're like, no, you actually looked like you swung the club properly. Finally. Right. Right. Yeah. I, that, that happens a lot. I mean, yeah. I'll say no, it was a good swing. Well, it went way left. I'm like, well, <laughs> what we were trying to work on, you were just hitting the ball a mile, right? Yeah. We made the overcorrection yeah. and now everything's going right where we were. You need to change. Let's bring it back to the middle. No, that, that, that definitely happens a lot, and you, you know that. But I think I think the average person thinks they can change something immediately. And it takes time, first of all, not only to understand the why and the how your, your error is occurring, but then correcting it. And then, as you know, taking what you've learned, practicing it, and taking it to the golf course. Those are all different variables in all this. Yeah. Well, I think here's a good question. If you personally were going to make a grip change, you're going to change your grip. Not that you ever would, because that's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. How long would you expect to make that change? (laughs) Great question, because that could take someone five minutes. It could take someone a week. And it just depends on how much, because the first thing you do when you make that change they're like, wow, that's uncomfortable. That's awkward. That feels weird. It feels like I can't hold on to the club. And I, I would always say, well, you're holding on to it right now. Yes. Let's let's see from your strong grip, which produces a left flight. Let's see if we weaken a little bit. I'll bet you it goes right. Yes. I don't know if I can even hit it. And then boom, you get it and it goes right. Okay, do you see what you just did? Now you're actually controlling the club face a little bit more by moving where your hands are. And I think it's kind of, you know, part of that is is a little bit of a sell job. Yeah. Uh, to that individual just to make sure, okay, hey, I can get this. You can get this, but you have to kind of commit to that move for sure. And that's uh, grip changes are one of those things that people have taken lessons with me. No, I'm not touching it right away until I know if that's really the cause of the problem. Um, I've had plenty of good players have strong grips that I haven't touched um, until I saw something that was wrong that, that would cause me a problem. As a, just because it's a strong grip doesn't mean you're going to always hit a hook. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's all about the player and and how they're kind of moving and how they think about it and it's uh, so those expectations you kind of look at them and uh, 
I kind of, so there's people that, students that come in, and you probably ask the same question as most instructors do out there. How about, how about other sports that you've played? Yes, without a doubt. That's one, that's one I ask, especially to a new person. Mm-hmm. You know, other sports, um, any injuries or ailments that I need to know of, um, you know, how's your flexibility, all sorts of little things. Cause there's some stuff you can tell, and there's, there's plenty of times, as I think you know as, as an instructor, that we're always learning. We're always learning, trying to read up and learn and study and, and watch and see how people learn what the best way is to get the, the message across to them. Um, but there's sometimes after two swings, you're like, holy cow, I want to stop this person right now, and we're going to change it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I do. Yeah. And I'll say, this is really early, but we've got to correct this right away. Right. And especially when they tell you, I normally slice it. And they're out to end with an open face. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to see much more. We know we know where it's coming from. Um, it, it 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 happens, and I think the the sooner you can get them on that right path, it's huge. I agree, and uh, probably my favorite answer to that question, if you've played other sports, is I played Division One tennis, and I'd be like, okay, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> yes, exactly right. But until they say I played players. tennis left-handed, though. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, a, that's, a, that's a struggle. I get a lot, a lot of baseball players lately, and, and, and usually it's, it's fun when I can say to them after a couple of swings and go, were you a pole hitter in baseball? Yeah. They're like, yeah, how'd you know that? Oh, you do the same thing in golf. Yeah. Very, very similar tendencies in some ways. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's, uh, athletic person. I think it's definitely a little bit of teach. Yeah, so uh, so now we have the expectations. We have a full bag. We know where to get our lessons. How do we get on the course? So let's just take the person that hasn't had a lot of experience on the course. What do you suggest? I would say first thing first is after you spend some time on the range, find a oh, we're breaking up a little uh, bit. Course. Oh, sorry, you there? Yep, we're we're there. You're just breaking up just a touch. No problem. Okay, sorry. Um, I would say get them onto after they get get comfortable hitting some shots on the range. A couple ways you can do it. I love taking someone to a par three or going to a short par three golf course just to hit some shots and kind of go over some things with a person or or get that person comfortable being on a course. Right. While be, they'll be it small, but being on a course and then uh, gradually lengthen that out. I think that's where. You know, like uh, the Milwaukee County Parks does an incredible job with that, all the different level of golf courses. Yep. Ozaki County's got some great ones, uh, too. So it's just great different spots for them to learn and play. And and don't make your first round of golf on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> that, that would you know, be a time to stay away, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be a time, yeah, that would be a time to stay away. I think, you know, you go do it, you know, later in the evening. Uh, find a time that's not that busy. Yeah. So you can kind of go in and take your time and get used to this because I think that's all part of it for sure. And and if you're playing, if you have people in the family that are uh, better golfers and, and you're just starting off, there's like you said, you can make your own par three, drop the ball yes. at a hundred yards, and yes, then you can. I, I always feel like the goal should be drop it at fifty, a hundred yards. You're you're trying to get one or two shots onto the green and one or two putts. Yep, Those exactly are your right. goals, and then you can move back a little bit. It'll be yep. tough enough from there, but last time I checked, golf is you're hitting just a golf ball and trying to get it into that hole, so it, there's no rules on how far you have to play. 
No, not at all. Just learn not how to all. play the game, right? And what exactly. I what I see a lot, and you probably hear it all the time. Uh, I went out with uh, my husband, and I hit off the tee, and then I hit, and I hit, and I hit like seven times, and then there's people coming up behind us, so I put it in my pocket. I sat in the cart and waited for the next hole. Yeah. Well, you you didn't play golf. You were playing. No, you didn't. Right. Hit and find, which is fine, oh, yeah. but right. Let's let's do some putting, right? No, exactly right. Just do get set a number, set a personal par, and you know I I love your approach there. We do it with the kids here too, and and actually with the adults. Um, you know we let's play that our three hole golf course. We're gonna start first hole is gonna be twenty yards. If you make a four here, you can go back to thirty yards on the next hole. If you make a four there, go to forty yards on the next hole. If you don't play the next hole at forty yards, just to get your like you said maybe one or two shots on the green, hopefully one or two putts. We know that doesn't always happen, but that's the <laughs> kind of the idea. So, okay, there's your personal par. And really, because the golf course, par is a, a very unrealistic number for a lot of people. I mean, we'll get we'll get people thrilled to death. They come in and say, hey, I made a par on whatever hole it is, or I made two pars out there today. You know, and yeah. that's cool. That's, it's, it's rewarded instructors to see that, you know. All right. Well, cool. I think uh, hopefully we've helped somebody out uh, get started, or, or at least maybe they're going to think about it now. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope they do too. Hopefully in the right time. way. <laughs> yeah, right, in the right way. There's, there's, it's a great time to get out and play, and um, golf is becoming more entertainment at some of these practice facilities, which is awesome uh, with the introduction of you know, Top Golf and uh, Top Tracer technology at these places and TrackMan ranges. It's it makes it fun. It makes it a game and uh, definitely go out and do it with a friend and uh, grab someone. Uh, maybe that's going to try to game together and um, maybe join a league. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> just get something, just to get, get out there, get involved and, and have some fun with it. Absolutely. Well, thanks Kevin. Uh, I really appreciate your time and, and uh, sharing this uh, call with me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure hey, we'll, no problem, buddy. Thank you. we'll talk about some more stuff. Oh, well, yeah, thanks. You and thank you, uh, Kevin Cramp, head golf professional at Hidden Glen Golf Club. Um, yeah, just uh, keep enjoying the summer and try not to uh, get too tired out there. You got it, buddy. Thanks a lot. <laughs> right. Take it easy. You too. All right. Thanks for listening to Smash Factor. Again, I'm Andy Fish. I appreciate you sticking around and listening. If you want to get in contact with me or if you have some questions about golf, uh, you can email me at andy at andyfishgolf.com and uh, I'll try to answer your questions. I'll bring the questions back on next week and we'll talk about them. Thanks for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.